The following podcast is an audio message from Harvest Bible Chapel in Rochester, Minnesota. You can find out more by visiting harvestrochester.org. I'm going to start in Acts chapter 3. So if you have a Bible, you can turn over to Acts chapter 3. That's just for my own spiritual food. I've just been reading Acts, and this just really relates to our our topic today. Uh, We're going to continue our series in Hebrews, Greater, Moving Towards Maturity, and uh, that's, that's what we want to do, right? We want to see Jesus Christ as greater and move on towards maturity. But we're going to start, okay? Let's just start in uh, Acts chapter 3. When you're there, say you're there. Oh, wow, you guys are fast. All right, keep going. If you're not there, I love that noise of pages turning. It's like the sweetest noise of all time. Keep turning. Um, but it, we're in verse 17. And now brothers, uh, this isn't one of those brothers where it has the like little symbol afterward, the number or something where you look down there and it says brothers and sisters. <laughs> uh, a lot of times in the Bible it's like that, but it's brothers as in uh, Jews, fellow Jews, right? And uh, Hebrews is written to Jews, right? So that's why this is really relating to us. And, and this is the second message Peter ever preached or at least recorded, right? Second message. And he says, and now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. I'm going to let you off the hook. There's a lot of grace here. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that is, his Christ would suffer, thus he fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. That might be my favorite verse in all of the Bible. Like, really? Repent is your favorite verse in all the Bible? But no, 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 keep reading. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. And then this, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. A couple weeks ago, we we as men were at a camp learning about uh, prayer and that it is uh, practicing the presence of the Lord. I've just been really going after that lately, and so that... Verse just meant so much more to me. The presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. We've just been singing about that, that Christ is coming back one day and that we're going to see his face and I hope that you'll see grace and not condemnation and and I want that for myself and I, I hope, I know, I have faith that I will see the grace of God at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Remember, that's how Hebrews starts, right? Long ago and at many times. It's so relevant. It just fit with Hebrews. Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers, from the Jews, right? And you shall listen. If you have a highlighter or a pen, you might just circle that word listen. It's really key to the message today that you shall listen to him. Who's the prophet that he's talking about? Jesus Christ. He's talking about Jesus. He's like, there's going to be somebody like me. (laughs) Jesus is coming, right? And and he's going to be from the Jews. (laughs) And you shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul that does not listen. So, ooh, hold on. You can be like, ooh. (laughs) Every soul that does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. No longer going to be a chosen Jew or not. You're never longer going to be a chosen child of Christ. You're no longer going to be the apple of God's eye, right? If you're not going to listen to Jesus, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, it's not going well, right? And uh, so that's, that's a stern warning. 
which our passage will show as well later. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him, there's a ton of prophets, right? Major, minors, also proclaimed these days. They all pointed to Jesus. That's really key. That's really key. That's the milk. We're going to talk about that later. That's the milk, the Old Testament, all these pointing to Jesus. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant. That's the old covenant that God made with your fathers saying to Abraham and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That is the old covenant. God having raised up his servant, Jesus Christ, sent him to you first. To who first? To the Jews, right? To the Jews first. To bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. Now I just got to say this. This is written to Jews. There's the context. In Hebrews we're going to see the same thing. And uh, it's written to the Jews first. But then to us second. And we're grateful. Are you grateful? I'm really grateful that the Jews didn't get it, right? Uh, but I hope they do. And Paul says, I hope they all get it. I, I would that I would be a curse, that they would all get it. And I kind of feel the same way today. But, but this, it's to bless you. It's to bless you. So here's the thing. If you won't listen and turn from your wickedness, it won't be a blessing today, right? So this week I was studying and, you know, it's kind of like a hard passage. I'm just kind of going through it and it was just like, uh, back to the grind. Right. Right. And I was just like, and then God like did something. He pricked my heart and I repented. Right. And, and I turned from that way of thinking to a different way of thinking. Right. And times of refreshing came. I listened to God and it was like, bam, just everything changed all in that listening. I just want to remind you of that, that that is possible. And it happened in my life this week. And if you will listen, this is going to be such a refreshing blessing for you today. You're going to be like, this is the best word ever. Even though it's a warning, you're going to be like, this is the best word ever. So uh, take out your bulletin. I'm getting ready to get into the message. But before I do, I want to give you this one last thing. Um, This is my old card that I've been using for now 20 years, I feel like, in ministry. And when I go on vacation or, or I'm just feeling like I need a checkup, I'll just pull this out. And how full are you physically, spiritually, mentally? And I have some categories under there that I just kind of look at. You should have this in your bulletin. Everybody have it? Perfect. Awesome. Great. So this is the more uh, giddied up version. Brent, our uh, worship leader and very talented creative guy and graphics guy, he, he's made this for you. You could take this. You can write on it if you want. We can get you more. Or you could just keep it and like kind of gauge yourself, right? But I just thought this is really healthy. It was healthy for me on vacation to go, how am I doing physically? And there's some categories. How's my energy? Am I exercising? Am I, do I have stamina to do the Lord's work? Right? We don't exercise just to like, oh, look at me, you know? But we exercise, I want to be strong for the Lord, right? What did David look like? That he could fight like he did, right? And, and you know, think of the stamina of people walking out in the desert for how long? <laughs> so, you get it, I belabor. And, and then spiritually, how am I doing spiritually? How's my worship to the Lord? How's my Bible intake? How's my serving the Lord? How's, how's my prayer life? How, 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 am I talking to the Lord? Or am I like, I don't want to talk to you today. He's like, I know because there's this thing in between us, right? 
You don't want to redline it. You don't want to go on a quarter tank. Matter of fact, if you're at below half full, it's, it's really dangerous, right? And I found myself <laughs> quarter of tank, quarter of tank, quarter of tank. You're like, that's when the like light comes out in your car, right? You're like 25 miles to like, you're done. I just thought this would be helpful for you. A tool, right? I like to show, share what I have or what God's given me. And I don't know why it took me 20 years, but like, here it is. Here's a tool. Maybe it's because today uh, the message is checking my progress. And this is a great way to check your progress. Great way to see, gauge, this is your dashboard, right? And you have a car, you have a dashboard. This is your dashboard. So the title of the message today is Checking My Progress. And we've been in Hebrews since Easter. And we're going to spend the next three weeks in Hebrews. And uh, it's going to go open up to chapter 5. It's going to go from where Brent left off last week. I heard he did a fabulous job. I hope that really touched your heart, right? And uh, we're going to go from chapter 5, verse 11 to chapter 6, verse 20. Um, and this is really all one message. It could all be put into one, but you know how hard it is for me to preach 40 minutes. And so uh, I thought better of that. I thought, oh man, I, I really need to like split this up. So God has, by his grace, given us three different messages on this. And I think it really flow really well. I hope that you'll come every week and you'll really be challenged by the whole package, right? And then we're going to get to one body uh, at the end of June. You guys all excited about that? Yeah, cool. I always like to know where I'm going. Do you guys like to know where you're going? Kind of helps me to get there, right? So, hey, that's where we're going, church. That's the month of June. Let's get on board. Let's be here every week and let's go for it, okay? That's what we're talking about. So check my progress. If you just look at chapter 6, verse 12, go ahead and just look at chapter 6, verse 12. Um, Really, this whole passage is about making spiritual progress. And it's really checking up, am I making spiritual progress? And it uses the word dull and the word, word slothful. They're interchangeable, the same word. And it talks of spiritual apathy and laziness that prevents spiritual progress or decision. What would prevent, prevent you from making a decision today? Only spiritual apathy, right? Only laziness in, in spiritual things. What would... What would Keep me from making progress in my walk each day. Only, only a real like laissez-faire attitude towards the things of Christ, right? Kind of a dullness, a slothfulness, a laziness. So this verse here is kind of sums up the whole passage that we're going to look at for the next three weeks, but I'll just share it with you now. So that you may not be sluggish, dull, lazy, spiritually apathetic. That's what the next three weeks is all about. But what should we be, right? Let's get some hope here. What should we be? Imitators of those who through, underline it, faith and what? Patience. All right? So faith and patience. There's this beginning faith and then there's this perseverance through waiting patience that happens in the life of a Christian. And through faith and patience inherit the promise. That's what we're really going for, right? I want to show up in heaven one day and I want to be like, whoa, I'm here, you know, not on my own merit, but by the grace of God, here I am. And God, you got me here and God, you'll keep me here. And God, look what you've done. What a promise you made to Abraham and then fulfilled in Christ and now fulfilled in me. I just want that so bad. And I hope that you do too. I I, I trust you do. Let's read the passage together. Hebrews 5, 11 
through 6.3. That's what will be our food for today. And uh, this is a warning. Remember I said that already. But if received, we'll bring life. We'll bring life, right? It did to my life this week. And if rejected, happened half the week this week to me, <laughs> uh, we'll bring bitterness, right? You'll walk away and you'll be like, church, I hate it. And, and I don't want to hear that. And, you know, and it just make you bitter. It's like sour grapes, right? Versus sweet and tasty grapes. Still grapes. This is grapes. Okay, it's going to be grapes. How will you taste it? Let's read it. Hebrews chapter five, verse 11 about this. We have much to say, and it is hard to explain. That's a great way to start a passage. <laughs> like, thanks God. <laughs> All right. So about this, what is he talking about? About this, look up, look up at that. Look up in the passage. What is he talking about? What did Brent preach about? What is he going to talk about in verse chapter seven through tw- uh, 10? He's getting onto this new subject, right? It's called the high priesthood of Jesus Christ after the order of Melchizedek, okay? So that's what he's really talking about. And it's kind of hard to explain. He's going to give four chapters to it, chapters seven through 10. We're not going to get there, right? Because we're going to stop at chapter six. Some other day I'll preach that, all right? Those four chapters will be a powerful series right there. Uh, You'll be here. We'll do it someday, okay? Right? But here's what I want you to do this week, this day, right? as I want you to read the rest of Hebrews the next three weeks, right? So I want you to read today, Hebrews 7, okay? About this, okay? We have much to say. It's hard to explain, and there's a reason it's hard to explain. I'll get to that in a second, but I want you to read chapter 7 today, chapter 8 tomorrow, 9 the next day, 10 the next day, 11, 12, 13 on Saturday. Imagine that, seven days. God just kind of worked that out, didn't he? All right? And you will have the rest of Hebrews And if you read it this week, and then the next week, and then the next week, you'll have the rest of Hebrews on lockdown, all right? That's what I'm asking you to do. Is everybody clear about what I'm asking you to do? Now you have a choice. You can be spiritually lazy and apathetic, right? Or you can go, man, I'm going to carve, my pastor said to do it, like, I'm going to carve out. I see the benefit of, I want to do this, right? And I'm going to go carve out a a coffee break instead of talking to somebody, I'm going to Talk to the Lord. I'm going to read. I'm going to read the word. You, you make the choice, but I want to be clear that that's what I'm asking you to do. About this, the high priesthood of Jesus Christ, we have much to say. He's going to use chapter 7 through 10 to say it, and it is hard to explain. Why is it hard to explain? Everybody say why. why? Well, if you keep reading, he says why. Especially hard since you have become dull of hearing. You're not listening anymore. We get to the middle of Hebrews and you're like, blah, 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 can't hear you, blah, 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 can't hear you, blah, blah. You're like, I don't want to hear it anymore, right? Okay, when are we going to get out of Hebrews? If you're here today and you're like, dude, again, really? Dull, right? Dull. And so he says, because you are dull of hearing, you're lazy, you're spiritually apathetic. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, underline that word teachers, You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. That's the Old Testament, the law, the Old Covenant. You need milk. Again, that's the Old Testament, Old Covenant, law. Not spiritual food. Move on to the New Testament. Move on to the things about Christ. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled, literally inexperienced in the word of righteousness. 
Abraham was saved by righteousness, wasn't he? So how could I, knowing all that, be unskilled in righteousness? But he says that, he's like, hey, you're unskilled in righteousness. In the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food, underline that, solid food. Solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers. We live in a superhero generation, don't we? The word power like gets our attention. We're like, dude, when do I get my special powers? When do I become a mutant? When do I like get like spidey webs and like x-ray vision or whatever, right? Like when do I get that? You can have it. You can have it now. You can have it. You can be mature now. Isn't that cool? Here it is. He says, they are powers, right? For those who uh, are mature, have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. If you're walking around in the world I'm walking around in, you got plenty of opportunity to distinguish good from evil. I mean, just think of some really hard issues that are in front of us right now. Is that good or evil? <laughs> more, more to come. Practicing truth from error. Therefore, he's going to sum it up now, his statement. Therefore, let us, he includes himself. The author includes himself. He's like, hey, hey, let's do this. Let us, let us do this together. Do you want to do it together, Andrew? Let's do it together, all right? Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ. Christ means Messiah. Don't get that confused with Jesus, right? The... Christ is the Messiah. He is Jesus, but he's saying, hey, leave the elementary doctrine of the Messiah. The Messiah has been talked about all through the Old Testament. Let's stop talking about it. Let's realize it's here. Let's move on and go on, right? Literally carried on towards, go on towards maturity, not laying again. I I just think that word again is a really big deal. Remember, he's talking to Jews and they want to go back to Judaism and the sacrificial system. And what do they have to do? Sacrifice a lamb every year. Every time you sin and you know it, you got to like sacrifice something again, 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 again. Maybe you feel like that. I came to church. I got to like confess again. We keep short accounts. Confess your sins, right? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pretty awesome, astounding thing, right? But you don't have to wait to church to do that. Right? I hope you wouldn't wait till Sunday to do that, right? Church isn't like this therapy session, session you know? Oh, I'm going to get clean. Now let's go again. No, 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 no. This is a walk with Christ. This is a day-by-day journey. You're putting too much pressure on the church. It's a big deal. Laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. He uses the word dead works, but I want to say that you should probably relate that to good works since God says that even our good works are filthy rags. Because sometimes we're like, dead works? Well, I don't do dead works. I do good works. Oh, yeah? Is that what you're trusting for your salvation, your good works? Because if that's what you're trusting, how long I can stay off these drugs, how long I can do what I'm supposed to do and be in church when I'm supposed to be in church and give when I'm supposed to give and, you know, (laughs) that isn't salvation. That's bondage. That is bondage. You need to break free of that today, right? And just receive the grace of God. The grace. He's done it. You don't have to. 
and faith towards God. You can just believe that God did it. And of instruction about washings and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. This verse three, and this we will do if God permits. Now I am an immature preacher, obviously, since I didn't plan to preach all that, why I said that. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it again. Cause I just wanted to read it. Right. So you listen, I'll read my bad. Right. Here we go. Another try. About this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not spiritual food, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ the Messiah and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So God, we ask and we pray that you would permit this passage to be very powerful. That you would permit it to be something that would pierce our hearts and challenge us in such a clear and powerful way We pray this by the power of your spirit and through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is kind of a pop quiz, right? I hate pop quizzes. I'm not a guy that likes school, exams, tests, quizzes, right? So sorry to spring it on you, but here we are. Pop quiz, just a couple questions for you. And, uh, you can interact with it this week and kind of figure out where you're at. Good? All right, pop quiz. Get out your three by five card or your bulletin, whatever. First question. Am I dull of hearing? Am I dull of hearing? Am I listening? (laughs) Am I dull of hearing? It's right there in the passage. He says, In chapter 2, verse 1, that you're drifting. He says in chapter 3, verse 12, that you're doubting. And now he's like, dude, you're past drifting. You're past doubting. You just are dull. You're not even listening to me anymore. That's scary. Are you dull towards the Bible? Sometimes we backslide, eh? Like I've done it. You've done it, I'm sure. If If at any time in Christ, you know what backsliding is. But God always kind of brings you back, doesn't he? He always kind of just, boom, you're mine. Come on back. I love that about God. But if it's been a while now, and God hasn't brought you back, I think you need to think about what these guys need to think about, what he's really saying, and that is, do you have it, right? Do you have it? Do you know Christ? Or have you just drifted, doubted, and dull, and you just don't have it, right? So I think that's a good question to ask. And as we go through these things, uh, you can ask yourself that. Well, how do I know if I'm dull of hearing or not? How do I know? You're like, you're talking, but you're... 
Like your lips are moving, but I can't hear anything. That's, that's kind of how you know, right? But you're like, well, I, I, I kind of think I, I've already drowned you out. So I can't, it was like, eh, the whole time anyway. So I can't tell where I'm hearing you or not, right? So here's some questions in the text, right? That he just brings up and it's so clear. So am I, are you, am I, okay, teaching others? You see that in verse 12? For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone else to teach you. Again, the basic principles of the oracles of God. You're like, you need a rabbi when you should be a rabbi. You need a small group leader when you should be a small group leader. You need a preacher when you should be a preacher, right? We're all growing in our faith. We got preachers in our body. We're going to send them out. We're going to plant churches. We have small group leaders that are going to become flock leaders. We have small group leaders and flock leaders that are going to other states this month, right? So how do you replace that? How do you backfill that? Well, there's some people here that ought to be teachers and there aren't yet, but they're going to be. By God's grace, maybe today, God will prick your heart and that'll be great. Teaching others. Are you teaching others? We ought to be teachers. Everybody ought to be a teacher, right? Sharing what you know with somebody else. The basic stuff. Because I've read James 3, 1, 2. And I know that it says not many teachers, right? Same word. So you're like, well, oh, I'm confused. Like, you know, we're not talking about you got to be the preacher up front or you got to be a small group leader, but it starts with this because you'll never be the small group leader or the preacher up front if you don't do this. If you don't just share what you know. Just share what you know. Guess what? This is what God did in my life. Guess what? This is what I read today. Guess what? Here it is. Here's what God's doing in my life. If you just go share it, that's teaching others, right? It doesn't have to be like be a five points in a poem and you just get it just right. And like, we've all, we've asked you all, right? To write out your testimony, eh? Just write out your testimony. Just write it out and just write out your testimony. And then you can go share that with people, right? So that's one of our four things that are in the 10 year vision. Just write out your testimony. Then this next thing, verses 12 through 14, eating the word, eating the word. Are you teaching others? We can't teach others what you don't know, right? So need to know, need to grow. I, I, need, to, I need to know. The more I read, the more I know. And uh, eating up the word is what we're talking about. Milk versus solid food. James, uh, or Jeremiah, excuse me, 15, 16 says, your words were found and I ate them. And they became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Let me just say that again. I want you to soak up that verse. Your words, right here, were found. Are they found? Are they right in front of you? And I ate them. I ate them up. And they became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I'm called by your name. O Lord God of hosts. All this talk about eating's kind of made me hungry. So I brought my lunch pail. Actually, this doesn't look like my lunch pail, does it? More looks like my wife's. Thank, thank you, honey. Where is she? She's in the cry room, obviously. Um, but, but I brought a few things that it talks about in, in the passage. So it talks about milk, right? So uh, I could just roll up and have a, a good bottle of milk and that'd be great. But I haven't done that since I was like two. Pretty sure. I mean, I'm not sure when I stopped. 
You get it? Um, but, but then we move on, right? We move on to these nifty, difty uh, little, I, don't, I never had that when I was a kid. It's like you can just suck the goodness right out of that. You don't even have to use a spoon anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> Service with a smile. But then we move on, don't we? We move on to like some solid food and, and we start to eat a banana. My three-year-old, Quinn, has Down syndrome. He, he's eating bananas. He's eating some solid food now. He still likes his milk. He still likes his sippy cup. You can pray for him. He's having his tonsils out tomorrow. Won't be able to use his sippy cup. Pray for us. Pray for him. Please, please. Um, but then you move on from even that to maybe some lunch meat, maybe some cheese and crackers, right? We can handle that. And then, and then we move on to some, some real food, right? So this is a piece of fish left over from last night. Uh, I like steak. In particular, I really like steak. Uh, solid food, chicken, steak, but um, not, not the juice, right? So good fish, right? So fish would have been a good, a good thing for them. Where are you at? Spiritually speaking, how's your spiritual intake going? Still sucking on the bottle? Still coming to church? This is your only spiritual intake? I just need a little milk today so I can get through the rest of the week. You're going to be famished by next Sunday. You're going to be famished. Matter of fact, you're going to be so famished by Wednesday, you might not even come back next Sunday. That's my fear. Right? Maybe you're doing this. Just having a little Devo. Utmost for his highest. Good book, but man, if that's all you got, it's a little bit of applesauce, right? Jesus Calling book, not bad, but it's kind of applesauce. And I hope I don't offend you by saying that, but the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The best parts of those two books are when it quotes scripture, right? Just the truth. They're a good on-ramp. If you're new to the faith, go ahead and read that and then move on from that, right? If you've been in Christ five years and you're reading that, you got to move on. It's time, right? It's time. You see, there's a time element here, isn't there? They're like, it's kind of time. You should be a teacher, but you're not. And it's time. Then there's this, maybe just fruits and vegetables, right? Maybe just a verse a day. Maybe just you write it down on a three by five card and you're just like, boom, I'm going to carry this with me all day. I'm going to just like, get after it. And it's like so nourishing, right? Or maybe it's a little deli meat, cheese and crackers. You're going to be like, hey, I'm reading a chapter a day. I'm reading a paragraph a day. I'm just having a good time. Like I'm so, I desire to do it. I want to do it. It tastes good. It's good, right? Or maybe, maybe I'm not there today, but by God's grace, it would be awesome to be there again. It's like solid food. It's like meat. You're like several chapters in the word, reading a book at a time, right? And you're just like, Let's go. This is great. You know, God is awesome. I see him coming alive in scripture and I just want to do it. You know, how's it with you? I got to put these back. I won't have them for next service. But I tell you what, your spiritual intake's important. Really, really important. Maybe the most important thing today is that you would get this down. That you would go from drudgery to duty, 
or from duty to discipline or from discipline to desire or from desire to delight. Just one of those moves would be great today. Eat the word. Am I dull of hearing? Well, if you're not teaching others and you should be, you might be. If you're not eating up the word, you probably are. I'm calling us to deeper this week, this month. Remember, what am I calling us to? To read Hebrews 7 today, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 by Saturday. And then you're going to do it again next week, and then you're going to do it again the week after that. You're like, well, I'm on another plan. I get it. Just add it to the plan. That'll be your next step. That'll be a little richer for you then. You'll just be eating a little bit more solid food. That's what I'm asking you to do. This third thing, practice discernment. Are you teaching others? Are you eating the word? And are you practicing discernment? Do you see it there? The powers of discernment trained by constant practice so that you can experience, so that you can discern, so you can distinguish good from evil, truth from error. How's your relationships right now? Are they good or evil? How's your time usage right now? Glory or not glory? Good or evil? Truth or error? I mean, it is pretty black and white. There are some gray areas in life, but if you ask the Lord, he could show you, right? Books, movies, TV, all these entertainment things. I love it. And they fill you up. They're kind of in that mental category, right? But be careful what you feed your mind, right? I was reminded of that this week. I like to watch the NBA finals, although I think it is an idol to me right now. I'm really struggling. You could pray for your pastor with whether I should watch it tonight or not. I'm I'm serious. I'm not even joking around. Because when it becomes an idol, you need to shut it down. And that's hard, right? It's not wrong to watch the finals. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if it's wrong in my heart, then I got some work to do. That's what I'm saying. Just be clear. Be clear. Not condemning you. I'm not saying anything about you. But we were watching the finals the other day and my seven-year-old, who's going to be eight in a week, is watching these commercials. I'm like, hey, Levi, you can't watch those. And my 13-year-old, 11-year-old are like this. I'm like, I've watched enough TV to teach the 13-year-old and 11-year-old discernment, right? But my seven-year-old's like, I don't have any discernment. Like, let's just do this. Like, you can't watch that, man. Like, you have to have discernment. You have to know what good and evil is. You got to know that's going to hurt you. You take that in, that isn't going to be good. But he didn't know we had a good talk about it and we'll have another good talk and another good talk. Right. But that's what we're talking about. You got to practice that every day. As you walk through the day, you got to practice this. You got to practice. Is this good for me or bad for me? Is this good for my family or bad for my family? Is this good or wrong? Good or evil? And you got to go through that and practice it. All right. That's dull of hearing. Are you dull of hearing? Should be teaching others, but you're drinking milk. Right? Good checkup, right? Good checkup. Should, should you uh, be eating up the word? Of course we should be eating up the word. But I'm not. Oh, good reminder, Steve. I'm going to get after that this week. If your heart's like that, boom! This is refreshing, right? Something in my heart pricked me and I'm, I'm just going to get after it. But if it's like, oh man, why are you talking about Bible reading again? Man, every week you come and it's a Bible reading and blah, blah, blah. Bitterness, right? If you reject it, bitterness. And then practicing discernment. All right, I want to put this phrase up on on the screen and I want you to really think about this. If this is true of you, we're in a good spot today. I am listening to and applying 
what I am learning from God's word. Is that true of you? I am listening to and applying what I'm learning from God's word. Go ahead and write that down. Go ahead and put that in a prominent place for this week and check yourself by that. I am listening to and learning, right? Applying and learning from the word of God. (coughs) Is that true of you? I am listening and applying what I'm learning from the word of God. That's my takeaway to this message. When I can say yes to that every day, I've grown towards spiritual maturity. That's the second thing. Am I growing in maturity? Am I growing in maturity? Just real quickly, these last things. You see it there. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ Messiah and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation. Remember, he's talking to Jews. He's talking to Jews that want to go back to Judaism. And he's basically saying, get over the new Old Testament, right? Get over the old covenant. The new covenant has replaced the old covenant. The new Testament now has, has fulfilled the old Testament. He's saying, you got to get past that. You got to keep going. All the sacrificial system, all the, you're not looking for a Messiah anymore. He's already come. That's what he's saying. And he boils it down to them. These are all things that are in Christian faith, but they're also in Jewish faith, right? They're also doctrines in Jewish faith. So he's giving something that's like equal with both. And he's like, hey, 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 you got to go from this to this. You got to go from this to this. You got to go, you got to get over these things. And the thing that's equated to that, you'll see it. So repentance from the dead works. How do they do that? Well, kill a lamb. He's like, once for all, I want you to just write that somewhere. Once for all, every one of these six things in three categories, you could just write once for all. You don't have to go repent again of dead works, right? He, you did that, right? And, and he's like, you don't have to slaughter another lamb, right? You did that. It's done. Christ died for you once for all. Don't return to that. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go back to sin. You don't have to go back. Don't go back. And then he says, a faith towards God. These first two are really Godward. And uh, here's the phrase I would ask you. Are you leaving behind the ABCs of Jesus Christ? Are you leaving behind the ABCs of Jesus Christ? <laughs> you ever seen one of these? Huh? Oh yeah, one day, like when I was in first grade, well, this hangs up at our house, homeschooling, and, uh, you know, you ever seen one of these? You ever read a little uh, book, you know, ABC book? You guys know your ABCs? Anybody know your ABCs? A, B, C, D, E. Oh, you're all too, you're too good for that, huh? <laughs> you don't want to sing with me? Because that's the end of the story, right? Next time you want to sing with me? Like, come on, let's just do it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Q R S T U V W X Y and Z. Next time. That's what I'm talking about, right? 
But how foolish do you, how foolish do you feel to sing that, right? It's so elemental. I'm just like past that. I'm just like, move on. Let's just go. Like it's, you're over time, Steve. You want to be on time? Just cut that out. (laughs) Right? Like, I mean, duh, that was foolish. That's the point. That's the point. We need to leave the ABCs behind. You have a house? You have a house? You have a house? You guys have a house? My brother built a house. I remember when he built it. It was a while ago. And, uh, you know, first they lay the foundation, right? And I mean, he has a walkout basement, so you could like actually live in the foundation. So it makes sense, like my illustration makes sense with that house. Some of you guys, it's just like a slab, right? It doesn't make any, like, you lay the foundation, but you don't live in the foundation, right? Do you live in the foundation? You're like, yeah, that's it. It's good. It's just a box. You cover up the stairs, man. You're gonna have some water in there, right? Like, you don't live in the foundation. You move on from the foundation. You build it up, right? And you get a roof on that thing. So why would we stay spiritually immature? That's his point. He's like, you got to move on, man. You got you to leave the ABCs, the Old Testament, and the things that we pointed to Jesus Christ behind, and you got to move on. It's done once for all. He paid it. Repent, move on. Have faith in God. He's got it taken care of. You ever done that? Isn't it a joy when you do that? No turning back. Not stopping now. I'm moving forward. I'm moving on. And then this thing, building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I just stated that. Repentance and faith of God. And then this, building on the foundation of Jesus. And then this, learning from the example of Jesus. Learning from the example of Jesus. The foundation is where you start, but it's not where you stay. You got to move on. You got to learn from the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus wrote some, uh, or spoke a lot of things in the New Testament. You learn any of that from his example? Well, how about these categories? Um, Instructions about washings. In the Old Testament, there's a ton of washings going on, right? Cleansings, rituals, rites, Levitical things. But in the New Testament, what's washings? What is it? Baptism. We're all called, if we trusted Christ, if you've repented and turned from your sin and you've embraced Christ by faith, the next step is baptism. Let that be instructive to you if you didn't know that, right? That's what we do. And these two things, instructions um, in washings and laying on of hands really relate with us. It's how we identify with one another. It's kind of like an initiation into this church, into our group. So baptism is that. And the laying on of hands, man, they used to lay hands on a, on a lamb and then they'd slaughter it and they were transferring their sins onto that thing, right? And the only other times in the Old Testament they would lay hands on is when they were blessing. I'm going to bless you, right? I'm going to set you apart. You're special. And we do that in the New Testament, don't we? Parent job dedication, we're like, hey, let's get some people and lay hands on. We want to bless these parents, right? We want to bless these kids. We want to ask God to set them apart so this child might accept Christ someday, right? By God, by faith. <laughs> Same thing when we had the elders and the, and the deacons, right? We brought them down. Why? Set them apart for ministry. We put our hands on. We blessed them. We said, come on, these guys, right? A lot of times in the New Testament, uh, it's even a symbol of getting gifts, Right? Laying hands on people. 
and the resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. Learn from these things. This life is not everything. Why do we press this life so hard? It's not everything. There's a resurrection from the dead. You're going to rise from the dead and there will be an eternal judgment. And then what? Heaven or hell. I mean, that's it, right? That's the end of it all. I don't want to be contrite or crass. I'm just saying that's the end of it all. And he's saying to these people who want to walk back to Judaism, he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be dull in your hearing. Listen up right now, right? And I want you to move on from this milk to maturity in Christ. He's just imploring them, calling them. And then look at verse three. Look at verse three. And this we will do if God permits. And this we will do if God permits. There's a lot to do with God in this. And so I want to include him in this right now. I want you to spend just a minute or two in prayer. Just you. I want you to ask God to apply the message to your life. Why don't you ask him the questions? Am I dull of hearing, Lord? Am I I not listening? Why not? Am I growing in maturity, Lord? Just check yourself by the outline. You leaving the ABCs behind? Not laying again a foundation, right? Move on from that. Build on that foundation. Learn from Jesus Christ's example. We have the New Testament. Let's read it. Let's apply it to our lives. Go ahead, take a couple minutes in prayer. Father, seal it in our hearts. God, if you're working in someone's heart right now, please don't let them reject you. Open up their ears to listen. Open up their eyes to see. May they not grow dull of hearing. May they not fall away, Lord. pray that as they talk to you, as they seek your face, as they call on your name, that they would know you are good. Your faithfulness is beyond measure. Your love is abounding. Your grace is glorious. Rescue your people today, God. Prick our hearts. Cause us to grow. On to maturity. Amen.